question, how do runners like us remain active, get stronger, and heal from injuries without being told to stop running and create a healthy life for ourselves so we can continue to hit PRs well into our 40s and 50s? This is the question, and this podcast is the answer. My name is Dr. Dwayne Scotty, physical therapist, educator, and creator of Spark Physical Therapy. Welcome to the Healthy Runner Podcast. All right. Good evening, everyone. It is Monday night, which means it's Monday Night Spark Live here in the Healthy Runner Facebook group. And I'm wondering tonight, are you a parent who is feeling like you are juggling three jobs right now? You're an employee, you're working from home, you're a parent, you're a mom, and now you're also a teacher. So are you struggling to keep your kids active right now? Are you wondering what the best practices are to motivate them to stay active. In this episode, we are talking about how we can help and keep our children active during this crisis with our special guest, the man, the myth, the legend, Brett Yaris, who is founder and instructor of at Biokinetics, a movement company in New Canaan, Connecticut. Uh, Brett is a movement behavior specialist with a specialty in helping children with special needs stay active and fit, as well as coaching and training collegiate and professional athletes. He has a passion for helping his clients live an active and healthy lifestyle. So everything that we preach on the Healthy Runner podcast and the Healthy Runner Facebook group. So using the techniques of applied behavior analysis, Brett is able to decrease challenging behaviors while reinforcing correct and healthy movement patterns. As we're going through, we're going to be talking about, basically, Brett is going to cover three things that I think, honestly, every parent right now would like to know. And the first thing we're going to be talking about is, should we exercise with our children or should we be more like a coach? And then where should we fit exercise into my children's schedule, right? So the schedules are kind of packed now with school, managing everything else, and then how do we motivate them to be active, all right? So I kind of set the table there for you there. So full disclosure, guys, this man right here, he is super knowledgeable. I have the utmost respect for him, and I have known him literally his whole entire life. I have known him since I was the age of 10. So Brett is actually my cousin. He's like the brother from another mother, and I am super pumped to bring him on here today because he has a lot of knowledge in this area, and I think you all will be able to benefit from his knowledge and his expertise. So Brett, without further ado, if you can just give us a little intro of who you are and uh, what you do. Yeah, I am honored to be here. Um, you know, quite frankly, I'm a little surprised it took so long for you to invite me to be on this <laughs> podcast, but um, no, I, uh, like Dwayne said, I'm his younger and better looking cousin. And <laughs> I've, uh, I have co-owned and ran biokinetics for the last four years. Uh, prior to that, I was actually a teacher um, and behavioral consultant in both the public schools and private school systems in Connecticut in lower Fairfield County. And my background is mostly in behavior science. And when I started biokinetics, um, I took my experiences from both the public and, and private schools and really decided that when I was there, I saw that physical education as a whole could be done a lot better. And so I started a private company that used the science of applied behavior analysis to really achieve that goal. And 
you know, in the last four years, we've been able to help upwards of 70 clients who have special needs. We've begun working with professional athletes, working with behavior science and helping them train for their professional sport. And it has been the um, career change of a lifetime for me. I've really gotten so much out of it. And one of the people who has inspired me on this journey really through my entire life has been you, Dwayne. And so it really is an honor to be here. I'm excited to help out with this uh, unfortunate crisis we find ourselves in and our children find themselves in through no fault of their own. So anything we can do to help you guys out as parents and, and help your kids out, that's always something that we're looking to do. Now, we, we definitely appreciate that now more than ever. Um, so Brett right now is taking time away from his family, his beautiful family. Um, he has a beautiful young daughter. Uh, I, for those of you that don't know me, let's say this is your first time listening to the podcast. I figure I probably should intro myself real quick. I'm Dr. Dwayne Scotty. I'm a physical therapist um, and owner creator of Spark Physical Therapy, where we help keep active adults and active um, doing the things they love without pain, rest, or multiple trips to the doctors. I'm also the creator of the Healthy Runner podcast, as well as the Healthy Runner Facebook group. So I am also a father, right? So I have two daughters, I have a 10-year-old and a 14 and a half-year-old. So this topic is, I think, all of us right now are kind of going through this weird period where we're experiencing holding multiple roles in our household and there's school going on at the same time. There's work with both parents in the house and we're trying to stay active. We're still trying to exercise. We're trying to maintain our mental sanity. So Brett and I are taking our time away from our family. Usually right now, it's uh, been pretty much game night for the family or we're watching a movie together. So the thing that Brett and I ask of you is that you guys put your questions in the comment box. We want Brett to be able to answer as many of your questions as possible so we can all benefit, learn and grow. Um, and I just wanna give a shout out to Doug who jumped on here. Um, what's going on, Doug? Uh, Lily, thank you so much for jumping on. Marva, so good to see you. Hopefully you got a good workout this morning um, during the workout that we had this morning with our Spark Fitness program. So without further ado, let's get into the first topic um, that we're gonna talk about with Brett is, so this question of, should we exercise with our children, right? So we know, we know the benefits of exercise and we know most of the people in this group, Brett, um, are healthy, active. They're either starting to run, they've been running for their whole life. Um, we have a really kind of dedicated group of runners in this group or who are listening to the podcast. And, you know, should we be exercising with our children or should we be more like a coach? Yeah, you know what? Um... First, I want to start out, you know, with the fact that the fact that all of you here are so active and so healthy and so fit and that you're listening to this podcast is great. You are several steps ahead of me, uh, as Dwayne can attest. Uh, there was a time where I stayed with him for a couple of weeks and uh, I don't know how you guys do it. You're getting up at four thirty, five o'clock in the morning to go running. And, uh, you know, I just I give you guys all the credit in the world. And I, and I would say this, too. You've all um, been placed in a pretty unfair circumstance, right? you've all been asked to take on these three jobs that are really full-time jobs for three separate people. You are a full-time employee or business owner, or even if you, you prior to this crisis, were just a, a stay-at-home mom um, or stay-at-home dad, um, that's a full-time job in and of itself too. And so you guys had that full-time job in addition to a teacher, right? That's a full-time job in and of itself. Um, 
and trying to juggle all of this together and figure out how do I do any one of these things good, right? I'm slowly becoming a jack of all trades versus being a master of one, which is something you guys have you know, been able to do throughout being a parent and everything else. And, and so the question becomes is if I want my children to be active, how do I get it to a point where I'm doing this and they don't end up presenting me? right? Likely you're facing these pain points where you have to, you're staying on top of your kids to do their online learning right now. You're staying on top of them to get their homework in, their assignments in, um, to get off their devices because they've been on them for four hours. They're staying up till two o'clock in the morning because things are just so crazy right now. And you've built up this, this, this relationship where unfortunately it becomes a little adversarial, more so than it probably usually is, right? Which is pretty typical in American households. So what do we do if we want them to be active, we want them to be healthy, how do we engage them in that um, without furthering that adversarial relationship? And so the question becomes is, your role shouldn't be to become a coach for them. You're not their sports coach. Quite frankly, you aren't supposed to be their teacher either. And so what we wanna be able to do is figure out how we can do this with them as a partner. How can we do this with them as an equal versus being in an authoritarian uh, position. And so the first thing that we need to think about is this is a unique opportunity for us to reconnect with our kids, really reconnect with them on a deep level, on a relationship level that allows us to get to learn a little bit about each other again, right? When the, in the day-to-day, when, when they were not locked in home and all these things, we have the opportunity to um, be with them finally. And this exercise opportunity for you guys should be that moment where you guys are getting down, you're getting healthy, you're going for a run, you're going for a jog, you're doing some core exercises, whatever the case is, it's an opportunity to connect. It's an opportunity to do this as partners. The biggest thing is if you guys are already healthy, you guys are already active, you want your child to see the benefit of that lifestyle, right? Um, You want them to see the benefit outside of needing to do it for a sport. Maybe your kids play sports, but Sports are, you know, for the vast majority of Americans, sports are temporary, right? After school ends, there's usually no more sports. And that's where we see that dip in, in physical education. And we see that dip in, in fitness and healthy living. And so you, this is an opportunity for your kids to see that living in this way has benefits for you. There are benefits for you and you want to show them that there are benefits for them as well. And so you want to engage them as a partner. Let's do this together. Let's do this as a family let's make a game out of it. Let's have some fun. Let's make it a little competitive even. Let's, you know, make it in a way where there's some opportunity for you to reinforce this idea that we are in this together. We're going to have fun with this. This isn't work. This is an opportunity for us to laugh, to to sweat a little bit and have a good time. And that's really the focus here. You don't want to be their coach. You don't want to be a drill sergeant. You don't want to be telling them to drop down and give you 20 and they can't have dessert if they didn't do their push-ups. It doesn't need to be something like that. No, that, that makes sense. Uh, and that actually, so I, I actually didn't know a lot of this uh, before you just said that, but that's kind of cool because what we've been doing as a family is um, we've been going out, Deb and I have been running and then the girls are on their bikes. So like we just went uh, before, that's our kind of our stress relief. They're doing school all day. We're working all day. And then we go out, do our activity, come back, shower, have dinner, that kind of thing. Um, and that's been pretty much what we've been doing is trying to like emulate, Hey, these are the positive things we can do for our health. Um, so, so you kind of mentioned that you don't want it to be like punitive, right? So you don't want to like hold back dessert if they don't do a certain exercise. Correct. 
Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So, so the focus is right. We're so used to the school relationship when you've taken on this role now as being their, their homeschool teacher, right? Um, it's very natural to be like, you have to do your homework or you're going to get the zero, you're going to fail or all of these different punitive things that um, our everyday society kind of builds in. We see the same thing at work, right? You come to work late, you don't get your project done on time. There's a punitive response to that. Same thing here with school. Kids are used to that response. So they see you as their teacher. Naturally, they assume if you want them to do something and they don't do it, there's a corresponding uh, negative consequence coming or a punishment, right? And so we don't want that to be this. We don't want to associate um, what we call positive punishment or um, an undesirable consequence. We don't want to associate that with exercise because exercise is something that should be a lifelong skill and a lifelong activity. And the more we attach a negative feeling to that, right, an intrinsic feeling of negativity for your kids, the less likely they're going to want to be to do this in the future. And so now that we find ourselves in this social isolation where we're home, we don't want to create this environment where eventually we're going to get through this, guys, right? We're going to get through this. We're, we're going to eventually get to come out of our homes, go back to school, go back to work. When that time comes, we don't want to have created this negative environment and this negative connotation around exercise and active living that once we get back to the, to the way things are supposed to be, they have a, a, a less of a desire and a decrease in that desire to engage in these activities. So yeah, we definitely want to stay away from, from punitive or punishment. Nice. No, it definitely makes sense to me. And those of you that are jumping on here on the live, just type in live into the comment box. There's the delay on uh, Zoom. So I don't see you guys when you come in. And if you're watching this on the replay, just type in replay, just so I know you did catch this um, on the replay. So Brett, where should we fit um, exercise into our children's schedule? Well, if we were in a perfect world, and Lord knows that right now we are in anything but a perfect world, um, you know, we would love to see exercise getting done in the morning, right? Kind of start your day off with the opportunity to sweat a little bit, uh, get your heart rate up, get your brain releasing those great endorphins that we know uh, that it does, that dopamine hit that really gets you feeling good, sets up the rest of your day. Um, that's a perfect world. And if you have the opportunity in the way your current schedules are set up where your kids are maybe waking up a little early, you have some time before you got a remote uh, into work, telecommute into work, um, and you guys can do a, a half an hour or so in the morning, that would be ideal. But more important than that, more important than finding the ideal time is to make sure that whatever time you pick, you're consistent with it, right? That you're going to be able to do this time each and every day. Kids, including adults, you know, or this goes all the way through adulthood, we rely best, okay, on schedule, on routine, and on consistency. When we don't have those things, the world can feel real chaotic. And right now we've been shaken from our routine. We've been shaken from our consistency. And we are feeling that, that, that anxiousness, that chaoticness, right? And so this is an opportunity to regain some of that control, right? Regain control over your environment again. And so more important than finding the correct time on the clock to get your workout in, make sure you do it at a time that you know you can do it again tomorrow and you can do it again the next day. It's the consistency that is key. Kids and children especially learn best with two important factors, okay? It's something we very much believe as applied behavior scientists. It is repetition and contrast, right? The first one being the key is repetition. You gotta repeat it. You gotta make it repeatable. It's, your environment has to be consistent and it's gotta be something that we know is conducive to them being able to wanna come back and do it again. 
And so when we talk about finding the time to do it, Dwayne, you mentioned you do it after dinner, right? You guys, or before dinner, right? You go for your, mm -hmm. your runs and your girls are on the bikes and you come home, you shower, you get it to dinner. The girls have come to expect that as a part of their routine. That's something that I now can rely on in a world that we're currently find ourselves in where there's so much we can't predict. There's so much that's unreliable as parents. We don't know what to tell our kids. We don't know what's coming tomorrow half the time. But you know what? This is when we're going to exercise. We're going to do it right before dinner. We're going to do it right after dinner. We're going to do it before breakfast, whenever it is. It's something, it's just, even if it's just a small thing, it's a little bit more of an opportunity to control this uncontrollable environment we find ourselves in right now. So for those of you runners who are on here right now, just type in uh, morning runner into the comment box. If you are that person who gets up early in the morning, gets your run in, um, you have that schedule that Brett's talking about, that routine, right? So we, we need to think about, we do that as runners a lot. We uh, I talked about that on last week's live, right? Our kind of type A personalities and we're very regimented kind of schedule. We're like baseball players, Brett. You know, it. it's like, That's you know, it. you got to hop over the line. You know, you don't want to step on any I'll lines. Step on the very, chalk. Don't do it. <laughs> very superstitious, That's you know. It. Well, And you know this, Dwayne, from, from all the years that you've really helped me uh, uh, in my uh, journey to fitness and in my weight loss journey, right? You know, the biggest issue with me is is schedule, right? I'll be so good for about four or five months. And then we go on vacation, right? And I don't work out. I don't eat right. And then when I come home, I don't jump back into the routine because my routine was disrupted. And imagine that times a hundred, that's what these kids are going through right now. And so that's, that's really what I want to emphasize is making sure that you find a way to schedule. And it may require you changing your own behavior. Okay. For all you morning runners who just typed in morning runner into that comment box, you may have to do an afternoon walk in addition to your morning run, get your morning run. And it's important that you as parents stick to your routine as well, right? You got to be healthy and fit and active so you can help others do so. But it may, you, may need, you may need to add something later in the day for you to do with your kids, right? A little change in your routine, but it's something that you know is going to benefit them and you got to be consistent. Yeah. So Wendy says that she's a morning runner, but the schedule is a mess right now. She's figuring it out. Um, yeah. I'm sh Wendy, you're not the only one right now, right? Uh, I think all of our schedules are a mess. Uh, Liz is also a morning runner. Sundar, what's going on? Thank you for jumping on. Uh, Sundar used to be a morning runner, but now he runs any time of the day. Uh, he gets that run in. Jolene, so nice to see you. Thank you for jumping on here. George, what's up, buddy? Thank you for jumping on. Appreciate you uh, tuning in. So hopefully uh, some of this is helpful. So for those of you parents out there that have been feeling like you've been failing, right? Your, your kids are retracting to their devices. They're maybe spending a little much time on the iPad. Maybe they're spending a little too much time on their phone. They're on Snapchat. They're on Instagram. They're on TikTok. They're doing like these weird dances, right? They're just like TikToking around the house every time, everywhere they go. Um, so put in parent fail into the comment box because we're going to let you kind of be able to release a little um, energy here. And we're like a support group. So we're here to support you. And, and so how do we motivate our children to be active if they are kind of going to their devices and they're not seeing their friends in school. So they're feeling less connected from their friends. And every time that they're not doing their studies or in class right now with their online classes, Brett, how do we motivate them to be active? You know, th this for me right now throughout this entire crisis is 
the unspoken phenomenon on what our kids are going through. Um, as we mentioned early on in my intro, you know, the population that I primarily work with um, at Biokinetics is individuals with special needs. Um, I'd say about 75% of my clientele um, is on the autism spectrum. Um, and that's everywhere on the spectrum from what we would consider high functioning to nonverbal with really aggressive behaviors. And the one thing that's very common in intellectual disabilities like autism is social isolation. Okay, that's something that uh, we really work on is social skills. How do we help our guys integrate into the larger society? We work on friendship skills, work on all these things, interpersonal relationships, because it comes, it's so unnatural for individuals on the spectrum and with other disabilities to feel like they fit into the larger world. The unspoken phenomenon with this situation here is that we're finding our neurotypical kids are sliding into social isolation through no fault of their own. They are on their devices. Um, they are on the, uh, playing, the, you know, playing their video games. And in the video games, they have this, this simulated world that they get to kind of escape to. Um, and that can have long-term situational effects uh, on just already a declining social culture that we find ourselves in in America due to technology. Um, so when we have this question of motivation, we have a challenge. Parents, you have a challenge, right? The devices that, and, and we're guilty of this too as adults, right? I'm sure all, all of our runners out here on Facebook, you're on Facebook, right? You, you understand that um, you get that artificial dopamine hit every time someone likes your post. We're getting it now as you type it, you know, type it into the comment box. Wayne and I are both getting that little intrinsic little pump that people are here listening to what we have to say. Um, that's what we call intrinsic motivation. It's a reinforcer. It reinforces what we're doing. And our kids are getting this every time they go um, onto their devices, whether it be video games, their phones, their tablets, whatever it is, whether they're playing a game, whether they are on Instagram, on uh, Snapchat, on Facebook, when someone hits like on their post, when someone sends them a DM, when someone sends them a snap. And if you're not familiar with the, with the lingo, I'm, I wish I wasn't, okay? Um, but all of those things create these artificial dopamine hits and it, it feels good, but it doesn't really feel natural. And so our kids just further, further sink themselves into it. Um, what we have to do is we have to find a way to make physical activity reinforcing. And believe it or not, kids love to do things with their parents. Oh my God, all, all the parents of teenagers are like, what? That is not true at all. Our kids like can't stand us. The reality is this, when you build it into the schedule and you take 10 to 15 minutes to have fun, Kids love doing that. Kids love seeing their parents have fun. Kids love seeing adults have fun. Ask your kids about their favorite teacher. I guarantee you it's the teacher who laughs and cracks jokes in the classroom. It's the teacher who gets them out of their seat and walks around and has some fun with them. That's what kids want to do. And so what we need to do is make exercise, make physical activity a reinforcing part of their day. And that's why it goes back to that, that, that question about being a coach is you want it to be fun. You want to make it reinforcing. You want to leave them with a good feeling. We know through physical exercise, all of you runners out there, you probably run a good amount of distance. You're probably sweating a lot. You know what I'm about to say. We get a natural dopamine hit when we run, when we sweat, right? When we sweat, our, it triggers our brain to release dopamine. It says, okay, my body's under physical stress. I need this dopamine to make me feel good right now. And you feel great. You feel like you're on top of the world when you finish that 5K, that 10K that half marathon, right? You feel like you just conquered Mount Everest. And that's a lot to do with dopamine. We want to recreate that for our kids. We need to get them experiencing that, okay? 
And so when it comes to motivation, there are three things that are key. Make it fun. So make it a game, make it competitive, make it dad versus mom and mom versus the son and, and, and who can, you know, who can jump the highest, who can jump the furthest, who can run the fastest. Can you touch the basketball rim on our, you know, uh, we'll give you 10 jumps. First one, you know, who can get closest to touching the rim on the basketball net? I know none of you can dunk. Don't lie in the comments. But if you can, <laughs> more power to you. I haven't been able to dunk in about 10 years. So, but, but make it fun like that. It doesn't have to be P90X, right? It doesn't, your exercise routine doesn't have to be um, this, this uh, you know, whatever the fad workout is you found on the internet. It can just literally be running around for half an hour. Play tag feet freeze tag you know make it fun make it reinforcing make it memorable and that brings me to my second point make it something they're going to remember five years from now we're all going to talk about this right if you're if you're of a certain age we still talk about 9-11 we still talk about the blackout in on the east coast right we all remember that and we talk about a lot of times the stories come out of the amazing memories we made immediately following that the relationships we forged the things we did while the lights were out all these things. This is an opportunity. That's what this is. That's how we have to view this. This is an opportunity to create those memories, create those times. Your kids, what you do with them, what you do to connect with them and build your relationships are things they're going to talk about for the rest of their lives. They're going to do it with their kids. They're going to remember, hey, you know what? When things were tough, we went outside and we ran around. We played hide and seek. We played manhunt. We played tag. We, we did things that kids haven't done in 20 years. We reintroduced the stick to kids. Kids don't even know what a stick is anymore, right? But they're going to they're gonna share that with their kids. When times get tough, they're now going to have something that they can take from you and give to them. Make this moment memorable. Make it an opportunity to really connect with your kids. And that's the beauty of exercise is it can serve so many purposes. Yes, intrinsically, internally it feels great to exercise to get active but when you do it with your parents and you do it with loved ones and family you can make memories that will last you guys the rest of your lives and that's how you can motivate them wow well said my my man well said it's it's kind of like the memories we have when you know we're playing clue and oh, yeah. you know mr plum did it in the kitchen with the kniff <laughs> <You know? laughs> right it's like memories like that right it's a it's the the family memories like we've had over the years um you know making those those memories like you said it's just man it's and that's the biggest thing that i've and i've talked about this the last two weeks is those silver lining right it's been very stressful for many of us especially if you have a small business it's been very <laughs> stressful uh these last couple of weeks but I'm really trying to find the positive and look at the silver lining and actually being able to eat dinner with my family every single night, which really? I haven't done in two years, um, has been phenomenal. And like Brett said, just getting outside and actually like them riding their bikes, like they've ridden their bikes more in these last two weeks than they have literally in their whole life. Yeah. And you know, doing that, like being able to play volleyball, live in the back, you know, working, doing some drills, working on that platform. Right. So, you know, that's the memories like she's going to like, and I thought you brought up another good point too about teenagers. And this is something, if you guys have a teenagers, let me know in the comment box, have you found this, that your teenager is actually closer to you right now? Um, my wife and I have found this and which we weren't expecting, but I think it, it kind of speaks to your point, Brett, and kind of supports that, that 
our kids do actually like, like spending time with us, right? And when we do spend that time with them, they are grateful for it. And like she, her mood has been like so much better yeah. than actually when she was going to school. And, you know, I think some of that is that quality time and like the memories that we are making that you're talking about. Yeah, 100%. And, and the, you know, the challenges that are our normal lives, right? <laughs> and that's how we're going to refer to the error before COVID-19, the normal time. Um, and, and just think before COVID-19, so many of us thought that the times just before that were crazy. But, you know, the, the, the point is, is that we'll, what we find is that the more we take an opportunity to connect, we find that that's actually what everyone's looking for. Even our kids, our kids, retreat into the devices they retreat into social isolation because they found a new medium right where uh they can connect they can connect with their friends on instagram and on snap and on and, and especially when it comes to video games with these new worlds where you can connect with people from across across the country and across the globe right and so what we find is that the, the actual goal of humanity and this is something that's ingrained in all of us as humans is connection it's why we have formed communities and towns and states and cities and, and countries is because we wanna be a part of something. We wanna feel connected to other humans in some way. And technology over the last 20 years, the internet, computers, tablets, phones, everything has made that easier on an artificial level, right? The other thing about humans is we really like to take the path of, of least resistance. That's why runners like yourselves are so admirable because it takes a real lot of effort and it takes a lot of uh, dedication and discipline uh, to do what you guys do for your own selves. And, and I laugh and I'll tell this story real quick. I've done um, 27 podcasts in 2020, okay? Uh, I've done podcasts with uh, a bunch of NFL teams, football blogs, behavior analysts, all these things. This is the first podcast, okay, that I've ever received a script and had to do like a test run for the night before. <laughs> And, and I was not even surprised because I've known Dwayne my entire life, well, 30 years of it. And this is who he is. He's dedicated and he's disciplined, the most disciplined person I've ever met. And all of you guys who are in this healthy runner group and, and listen to this podcast and who have lifestyles like that, you all have discipline. Um, and there's something to be said for that. But most people, believe it or not, don't have such great discipline. And so when we're given a tool like a phone or the internet to make connecting easier, I don't have to get off the couch. I don't have to get out of my bed. I don't even have to talk to anybody. I just got to use my thumbs. Yeah, I'm going to do that. That's a lot easier. And what, so, so the, the focus here is what we really strive for is connection. And what this is, what this crisis, this situation is, is it's given us an opportunity to reconnect and to do it on a deep and meaningful level. And so if connection is the goal, if deep down all we want, adults, teenagers, and, and children, is connection well let's give it to them let's do it and right now this is an opportunity to do it Dwayne just you know talked about that with his own girls all of a sudden now all that stuff is sort of um, disconnected and so the only way to connect is to connect with the people in front of me right here in my house and we're all together for the first time in, in x amount of years at the same time right and so when we have the opportunity to connect with each other we find that our kids that's really what they're looking for that's why your kids favorite teachers who are adults they are the people that they connect with. They see, the, they see their teacher six hours a day. They probably see you for two to three if you're working full-time. They have an opportunity to connect with those people. And so this is an opportunity to create those meaningful connections 
And the best thing to do is to do it around something fun, something active, and most of all, something healthy. Yeah, no, well said. And, you know, that, that connection that you talk about, you know, that was the whole goal and why I even started this Healthy Runner Facebook group. And then the podcast, of course, um, after that was to honestly connect with more like-minded runners, you know, like myself. And this community that we've built, like you guys have been amazing because we do have that connection. And I am showing up every Monday night, 8 p.m. Um, for all of you to connect with you, right? I'm going live. I'm going live, you know, multiple times a week to connect with you. And I think it's that connection that, you know, brings people together and just trying to make the best situation of this crappy situation that we have right now. And that is why I even did like the Spark Fitness program, right? To connect with more people, to help them stay healthy during this time when everyone's gyms have closed and they're not able to work out. So if anyone still wants to get in, we're really kicking it off, launching it on Wednesday, April 1st. So we're doing home workouts, online streaming, different workout every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, 6 a.m. We do it live, answer your questions. And then also you can watch it on the replay within our Facebook group. So you can watch it at a time that's convenient for you, go through the whole workout. So I would love to connect with more of you and get you into our group because the feedback has been very positive thus far. And I want to be able to connect, help more of you because fortunately when gyms do open back up, I will not be working out in my house for the rest of my life. So I've been working out in gyms for 17 years. So I will be going back to the gym. So let's connect right now. Let me teach you everything that I've, I've learned um, almost over two decades now and help you kind of stay healthy for the long run. Um, so that would be my goal. And Marva says, uh, thank you. Thanks, Marva, for the shout out. She appreciates uh, what, what we're doing. And Wendy talks about the silver lining. She's loving the time she's spending with her 12-year-old daughter. And hike, walk, and talk the whole time. Very therapeutic. Agree 100, 1,000%, Wendy. We actually went for a hike. I like never hike, ever, like pretty much never. Um, we went for a hike on Friday. That was an amazing time as well. And I, I agree with you, Wendy. Um, so guys, let's, um, let's, let's kind of wrap this up here, Brett, where, if we wanted to kind of find out more about how you work, uh, with folks and what you do, how can people reach out to you? Let's just say they had some follow-up questions. Yeah. So the best thing to do is to go to my website. It's biokinetics. That's B I O K I N E T I X dot fitness. And that's it. Go to go to the website, biokinetics.fitness. There's an opportunity there to uh, ask a question and leave a comment on our contact form. Um, and you can email me personally. And my email is very simple. It's brett at biokinetics.fitness. Um, I am in the process of setting up a Facebook page. <laughs> um, I deleted Facebook uh, about two, three years ago, um, but I've been removed for long enough. And I am looking forward to setting up a page specifically to talk about a lot of the things that uh, we've been talking about with you here tonight. In fact, Dwayne is the one who inspired me to get back in and to uh, find a way to use Facebook for good. And so um, with that set up, I'll make sure that Dwayne gets that out to everyone as well. But for now, like I said, biokinetics.fitness or send me a personal email, um, brett at biokinetics.fitness. Um, if you have any questions, if you're looking for ideas for exercises, for a routine, for a program to put together, um, I've recorded about 10 or 11 
um, instructional videos. Each one's only about a minute and a half to two and a half minutes long. Um, and it just kind of breaks down some basic things you guys can do um, and then find a way to, to play a game and have some fun. Yeah, absolutely. And for those of you who are on Instagram, Brett is on Instagram. What is your handle on Instagram, Brett? It is at movementbx underscore coach. So I'm going to spell that out real quick. It's at M-V-M-T-B-X underscore coach. Nice. So you can shoot him a DM on Instagram if you're on Instagram. Um, and if you guys have any other educational topics, if you did like Number one, if you like this uh, topic tonight, just hit the like, hit the love button, uh, just so I know you did appreciate this. Uh, thank you so much of for those that tuned into the live. Like, thank you, Wendy. Thank you, Marva. Uh, thanks, Sundar, Liz, um, George. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. And if you guys want more educational topics like this and you have ideas, feel free to shoot me. Um, a message either on Facebook, Instagram, DM. If you want to email me, Dwayne at sparkyourtraining.com. And if you're new to the podcast and you're enjoying some of the topics on the podcast and you'd like to be a guest, like I love bringing on folks just like Brett um, who can all teach us and we can all grow together uh, to live healthier lives. So let me know, shoot me a message. And, you know, I thank Brett. Thank you so much, man. You're the man. Oh, first, uh, last question I got to ask you. Come on. Give me, give me the real deal scenario. Who is going to win a championship first? The Miami Dolphins, oh, oh. New York Mets, or the Brooklyn Nets? Go. So for those of you who don't know, Dwayne knows that I am a fan of like the worst historical teams <laughs> in, in the world. Um, I would say the Dolphins are probably – the Dolphins and the Nets are close. The Nets are probably closer because you got to figure KD and Kyrie Irving are coming back healthy next year. Um, and Katie's the best player in basketball when he's healthy, even better than the guy in uh, Cleveland. I mean, Miami, I mean, Los Angeles, I don't even know where he plays now, LeBron James, but. Um, <laughs> Such a hater. <laughs> <that's> a, <laughs> and uh, I would say the Dolphins are probably a, a close second. A big draft coming up, three picks in the first round. One of my players, Lucas Niang from Connecticut, by the way, Lucanan, Connecticut, uh, looking to be a first round pick, has had a lot of conversations with Miami, so it'd be great if he went there. And then the Mets are never winning a championship in the history of this planet. Uh, there will be seven more COVID-19 crises in our lifetimes before the Mets win a championship. So, <laughs> All right. So you heard it here first, the predictions that the Miami Dolphins will win a championship before the New York Metropolitans, as well as before the Brooklyn Nets. That's it. Lock it in. It's, it's there. It's in there. So... <laughs> Guys, thank you so much again for tuning in. Those thank of you that you watched on the Spark Your Training YouTube channel, shout out to you guys. Thanks for watching it there. And for those healthy runners out there, just one little plug. I did post a video of my top five foam roller exercises for runners. This has been like a long time in the making. I finally put it out there. It's been very well received. So make sure you check that out. If you want me to send you the link to that, just type in uh, five foam roller exercises in the comment box. I will send you the link, but I put it in a bunch of the groups that I'm in, some of the runner groups and people have really been sharing that around. So it's gotten a lot of views. And I think a lot of you, if you haven't checked it out, will find it very beneficial. So uh, check that out. Remember every Monday night, 8 p.m., we go live within the Healthy Runner Facebook group. So keep us in mind in your schedule so that you can get your questions answered. And thank you again, Brett, appreciate it. Everyone, stay active, stay healthy, and just keep running. Until next time, bye.
Hey, thanks so much for listening to this episode. I appreciate you and I hope you got a lot of value out of it. And I hope that becoming a healthy runner is as exciting for you as it is for me. I hope you can see that this podcast can not only benefit your running, but your overall health as well. If I said anything in this episode that resonated with you, then jump over to our free Facebook group called Healthy Runner. I give live trainings in there every single week to the hundreds of members and answer questions directly in there. And I absolutely love hearing your takeaways and your wins from this show. More on the show at sparkyourtraining.com for our latest articles, resources, and specific exercise videos I mentioned in the show. You can also head over to any of our social media accounts at Spark Your Training, where I include lots of free content for all the ideas we talked about in the episode. If you have learned anything from this podcast, I would really, really greatly appreciate if you headed over to iTunes and rated and reviewed the show, as well as pass it along to your runner friends so they can have the same ideas and tools that you have. If you have any questions, suggestions, and show ideas, the best way to reach out is through your favorite social media platform. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. Stay active, stay healthy, and just keep running. So now it's time to strap in and get ready for the next episode of the Healthy Runner Podcast.